Shallowy driving it toward the back post for Zussi, who puts it back across, and Shelton slots it home! Zussi can have a hit from here, he does, and Graham Zussi re-elect! Graham Zussi! Shallowy knocks it in! The Hungarian assassin has given Sporting KC the lead! It's Russell! This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Presented by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy a Michelob Ultra today. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And by Casey's own CBD American Shaman. Score yourself free samples of great all-natural CBD products at a CBD American Shaman near you. CBD American Shaman. Everything is better with the feather. What is up, Sporting Kansas City fans? Happy Friday. Welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810, WHB, Sporting Kansas City tomorrow night, traveling to take on the Philadelphia Union at 6.30 p.m., looking for a big, big, massive, actually was the word used this week, bounce back after a really tough 4-1 loss at home to the Seattle Sounders last weekend. And we're going to talk about it all here on this week's show. Of course, I'm Allie Trost-Martin, joined as always by Nate Bucati. Nate, how's it going? Oh, Allie, it's good to be with you. It's good to be here. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on the loss last weekend, but then we'll uh, shift the conversation to um, this upcoming game. We'll also have a conversation in the next segment with striker Willie Agata, who opened his account for the 2023 season, a uh, long overdue, you know, how tough it was on him just searching for that first goal. He and Daniel Shallowy now have the two goals on the season for Sporting Kansas City. We will also talk about a new face in the building, Danny Rosero, new center back uh, out of Columbia. We got a chance to talk with him uh, at Thursday media availability. He was thrown right into training this week, got his tour of the uh, of the facilities here in uh in kansas city at children's mercy park and compass minerals national performance center so we'll talk uh a little bit around just kind of what we heard from him some of the things that we observed as well and uh of course later on in the show we will talk about the upcoming game against the philadelphia union on the road at an always difficult place to play against one of the league's best uh in 2023 but or in 2022 rather but nate um just Looking back last weekend, Sporting Kansas City, five minutes in, get the go-ahead goal, are leading 1-0, have a really good 20, 25 minutes, and then things start to go downhill um, in, in by way of four goals from not just Seattle Sounders, but Jordan Morris uh, com- uh, combining with Leo Chu. So just initial reaction to uh, to that game last weekend. And, you know, I think the response in, in conversations with Peter, with Johnny, with a number of other players is, hey, like, we want to make sure that that game is an outlier and we're looking ahead, we're looking to bounce back and really get this thing on track as the team looks for that first win. Yeah, I was watching this game from a uh, from a bar at, a, at, a, at, at an airport um, on my iPad and um, shout out Apple TV uh, MLS Season Pass. I was able to listen to uh, to Dave Borchert and, uh, and uh, Jacob Peterson calling it because uh, you can, I mean, that functionality is really good, yeah. by the way. It's very easy to use. So um, that was nice as well. But uh, when they, when, when Willie got a scored that first goal, I really thought this is going to be a butt kicking. I think Sporting's going to get after Seattle. They're missing some guys and Sporting's chomping at the bit. It was a game that Daniel Shallowy had told us was a must win game last week, which raised my eyebrows a little bit, but I understood the point he was making. And then it just kind of all went wrong from there. Jordan Morris got in behind uh, 
early and often in the game. Then the red card, it was 2-1 when the red card happened, and I do think that really changes everything. I thought there was, you know, I, I wouldn't have been surprised with Johnny Russell coming into the game. We've seen it enough times at Children's Mercy Park where you come up with that equalizer and maybe you even come up with a match winner. But I, I, would have, I wouldn't have been surprised if Sporting had gotten something out of that game if not for the red card, but you can't take away the red card. I mean, it was what it was. It was a bad tackle. It was, uh, it was definitely a bad tackle when you're already on a yellow card, and um, that took a bad situation and made it even worse. Um, my biggest takeaway from this is that the, that the Sporting Kansas City backline, um, they just did. They need some pace. Yeah. They need some speed back there. Uh, we'll see if Rosero brings it. We'll see if some of the other fullbacks that are options. Of course, we don't know who the left fullback is going to be in this game. They're pretty limited on options there coming into this game in Philadelphia. But I still believe in the attack. I just do. Um, I, I just, especially if and when Gadi Kinda comes back and Alan Polito comes back, they're in training now. But I just think I've seen this team score too many goals and create too many chances with the personnel that they have to think that they're not going to be able to create chances this year. The bigger question is, how's that defensive back line going to come along? You at least see the potential for answers there when guys get healthy. And if those answers are um, good enough, then I think it's actually not time to press the panic button yet. Yeah. You know, but I think it's getting closer. Like the panic button's getting within reach. So I don't know that it's this weekend. I'm actually, I know this raised all kinds of, you know, conversation when Peter Vermees said there's no, no, there's no must wins except for a, a final. I know exactly what he's saying. Um, I don't think that what he said is that controversial. I mean, if you want to parse it and say, well, any playoff game is must win because if you lose, you, your, your season's over. Every time I've interviewed Peter Vermees during a playoff game or a U.S. Open Cup type game that's a knockout round game, the first thing he always says is, this is exciting because it's just like a final. Yeah. That's his point. It's, a, it's, it's literally, I mean, it's the literal definition of must win is if you don't win, your season is over or your competition is over. If he goes out and proclaims this a must win game on Saturday and they don't win – then you're set. Yeah. What are you telling your team? Well, then the season's over. We might as well pack it in. You know, there's no point in playing the rest of the season. He's not dumb enough to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I understand it. Look, if you're a fan right now, you're listening to this podcast, you're frustrated with the team. It's a bad start. Okay. You, you should be mad. You know, the players are mad. The coaches are mad. Everybody should be pissed mad. off was yeah. the phrase yeah. used by Peter Vermees nobody, after the game. Nobody is, is cool with this. Yeah. Um, it's what you do about it that matters. And um, I, I will just say this. I, I am a, I'm a, a, a very open Peter Vermees fan. Um, I have spent a lot of time around the man. If anybody out there thinks that the problem right now is a lack of competitive fire from Peter Vermees, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I, I, just, I just don't know what to tell you. If, 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 and I understand there's not really anything he can say that's going to make you feel better about the start of this season, nor should it. Yeah. But, but I just, it made me laugh when I saw the reactions to this, like, well, you know, that's what happens when you're not that, you know, you don't feel any sense of urgency to win. If you think that that is ever an issue with Peter Vermees, then you either are not paying attention to everything around you or you don't. I just don't know what to tell you because, trust me, that's not the problem. Yeah, and that comment was really, like you said, just 
getting to the bare bones of the literal definition of what a must-win means. And as the coach, you don't want a coach who's also preaching to the players like this regular season game is a must-win because, like you said, then you don't go out and win that game. And then what? What does that do to an already – a mentality that already is, you know, hey, they're they're still looking for their first win. That's not always a good thing on the uh, on the team mentality. And a word that we heard a lot this week in talking to some of the players was positivity and maintaining that positive mindset and that team morale to go out and and do what needs to get done in order to get that win. And, and Peter and the technical staff here are always trying to put together a game plan to get a win each week they're always trying to put out players that they feel can go out and give them a chance to get a win each week it's just you know getting into the (laughs) to the nuance of must win versus you know it's just it is that's behind us now because uh let's talk about uh one of those new faces in danny rosero like you said nate and i'll just kind of touch on some of the uh the bits of news from this week Alan Polito has continued to be in full training. Gadi Kinda got into full training this week for the majority of this season, really all of it. He's been off to the side doing some one-on-one type of uh, work with some of the trainers. So good to see him getting into uh, some more training action uh, this week to, to build some of that game fitness. And Danny Rosero arrived, but also still dealing, of course, with some of those injuries on the roster and one of the spots that's been hit the hardest, uh, the wingback rolls. On the left-back position in particular, you've got Ben Sweat, who suspended this game due to that red card uh, that he picked up against the Sounders. You've got Logan and Denbe still working back from injury, Tim Leibold working back from injury, Caden Pierre working back from injury. So they're pretty thin, to say the least, and I think it's pretty likely we'll see a different look back there just given where this team's at, uh, you know, with lack of, of left-back of left depth at this point. So that'll be uh, an interesting thing to see come this weekend. But with Danny Rosero coming in, like you said, the back line looking to need a little little bit of that pace back there. And Rosero even told us in his press conference that's one thing he really prides himself on is that strength and that speed. Uh, and that was evident even just in some of the limited minutes I was able to watch of him in training this week and uh, was just a, a pleasant guy to talk to as well. Yeah, I, you know, and I was – on Thursday when we spoke with Peter Vermees about it too, I was – almost wondering if we might get an indication like, yeah, this dude's playing. We're putting him right in. That was not the impression I got from Peter. Now, maybe he's just playing the cards close to the vest. I don't know. But the way he talked made me think they might not play him this weekend. It might be too soon. He might need a little more time to get to fitness and get acclimated and all that. I tried to ask, I thought I was being clever, (laughs) Peter, a question about are there any positions on the field where – it's easier to jump right in mm-hmm. and as opposed to learning the system and all those things and where to center back rank in that. And he, he did say it was a good question, which I celebrated Allie, but he said he liked it because it gave him a chance to opine about the whole concept of where you play and systems and all this. And he didn't really give us the answer of, I was hoping to hear, well, you know what, if you know how to play center back, you can plug right in and, and, and play right away. There are certain positions like in football where they say, well, you know, defensive line, Put your hand in the ground and get up the field, you know, and and take on the 300-pound guy. You don't really need to know the nuances that, say, an inside linebacker does that has to read everything that's happening on the field. And I kind of wondered maybe center back, is it any different than play? Like maybe a central midfielder has more responsibilities in terms of keeping in touch with every single person on the field. Although he did say that a 10 could slot back into the 6, but maybe not a 6 to a 10 spot. So maybe a a defensive-minded 10 or 8, as we've seen now with Remy Voltaire. But, yeah. Yeah, so he did say – 
clearly that there are certain positions where it's easier to drop somebody in, but he didn't say which ones. He did say that it's not just about learning the nuances of your system because if you can play center back, you can say play center back, but it's also getting up to speed with the speed of the league, the physicality of the league, just the different changes and you know getting acclimated to everything around you. So I don't know. Maybe it's too soon for Rosero to play, or maybe it's not. I- I'm going to be fascinated to see what they decide to do this yeah, weekend. Yeah, but, you know, we've also seen times, Nate, where Vermees, there's a message that needs to be sent, and changes usually are the, are the best way to do that uh, within a lineup. So for that reason, who knows? Um, you know, Vermees has always been very vocal about – not wanting to just throw guys into the fire when they arrive. And it usually is something that is done on a very as-needed uh, <laughs> desperation almost basis. I think of Nikola Vojnovic, uh coming in and having to start on the road against the Colorado Rapids, which is, of course, always a tough place to play with the altitude. And that was out of, you know, just – lack of having bodies available and so mm-hmm. sporting Kansas City is thin at left back which could lead to some uh to some movement around maybe seeing players out of position you know I think anything's really on the table for this weekend so will definitely be interesting to see what the team looks like come uh come this weekend but I will just add to seeing uh you know I got to watch the end of training uh here at compass where we're recording this episode on Thursday and uh got to see Rosero and Andre Ufantas walking off the pitch together, arms around each other and kind of laughing and chatting and just having some conversations around the facility. He uh, was able to have breakfast with some of the Spanish speaking guys like Fantas, like Alan Polito, like Nemanja Rodoya. And he even told us in the press conference, his introductory press conference that uh, he quote, feels like he's known them his whole life and was really concerned or worried, I guess, how that acclimation would go because of the language barrier. And while Johnny Russell acknowledged that there is a language barrier, although Johnny's got that problem with, you know, a few guys as he, uh, as he he joked, uh, as he joked with his thick Scottish accent, um, you know, there are still ways through body language and just shouting that you can uh, kind of convey what you're uh, trying, the message you're trying to send or get across, but to have those Spanish speakers on the team and, and particularly with Fantas who plays, um, the same position, I would imagine, is is really helpful and not really too much of a surprise. To well, hear. they're both veterans. I yeah. mean, that, that's part of what I think would make me wonder if they couldn't play together right away. I mean, sometimes if two guys really know how to play the game and you drop them in, um, yeah, you might have to simplify some of the things that you do during the course of the game, but they know how to play the game. And that's one of the things that, that Peter Vermees touted about Rosero when they got him. He's played a lot of minutes professionally yep. in his career, and obviously so is Fontas. So we'll see. Maybe they, maybe they can jump in uh, because obviously they, they could use him. Yeah. You know, three, like you said, that experience, 300 appearances across Argentina and his native Colombia. So lots of experience that he brings here uh, to Kansas City. He called Kansas City a place, a good place to raise a family. He and his uh, wife expecting a baby in about five yeah. months. So it uh, was just uh, great getting to hear a little bit more from him and interested to see what happens come this weekend is Sporting Kansas City travel to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Union, who just lost at home in a regular season game for the first time that broke a 24-match unbeaten streak at home. Pretty incredible. Jim Curtin, they're pissed off at the start of the season they've had. Peter Vermees and his team pissed off at the start of the season they've had. So going to see two somewhat pissed-off teams taking the field uh, come this weekend. Tomorrow night, that game is on ESPN Kansas City. 6.30 p.m. And uh, am 
myself, Jacob Peterson, on the call. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will visit with Willie Agata, who just got his first goal of the season last week in that loss to the Sounders. That's coming up on the other side here on the Sporting Kansas City Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And welcome back to the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for all things SKC soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB. We've got a very special guest joining us on the show next. Forward Willie Agata now joining us here, scored a goal in Sporting's last game. And, Willie, I know it wasn't the result that the team was looking for, but you finally find that breakthrough goal. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank God for life. Yeah. Hey, amen to that. Looking at that game last week, and I, I know, again, the result wasn't what the team was looking for, but you did find the goal and look up to the sky and just say, finally. How? Yeah. What? Take me through the emotions of that moment, you know, finding the back of the net as it's, it's been hard to come by. Um yeah you know, the goals so far this season? Um, to be honest, you know, I, the first goal was very important, you know, for me. I was, like, really looking for it. And then, you know, when it is, you know, when you have that pressure, you know, as a striker, you want to help the team always, you know. The only thing they want you to do first, you know, is to just put the goal, you know, in and then or any other thing will come, you know. You know, so I was really excited about the goal, you know. I was like, you know, yes, you know, we did it, thank God. And then and we're so good, you know. The first, you know, 20 minutes, but after that, you know, we lost the concentration. I feel like we're good, you know. We just need to, you know, keep focus on stuff like that. So, yeah, I was excited about my first goal, but the result doesn't go, you know, as plans. But we need to put our head up, you know, and then keep working hard for that, yeah. So when it comes to – you talked about the pressure. Yeah. Um, have you always felt that pressure to score? And, and, and is it pressure that you feel just from inside or is it pressure that you feel from the outside? Uh, to be honest, it's not from the outside because me, I like to score goals, to be honest. I, I feel so happy, you know, when I help my team, you know, to score goals because I know if I will help them, this is the, you know, number one thing, you know, that I, didn't, I know they need from me. So they're always being supportive, but again, you know, you know what is your primary assignment is, you know. And then when that doesn't come, you just need to keep, you know, hoping and then it will come, you know. And then finally, after five minutes of the game, you know, we got it. And then I was like, yes, you know. And then from there, I know that, you know, after that first goal, you know, good things will follow. But uh, fortunately, the result doesn't go well. But, you know, we just need to keep working on just like I said. And then, but the pressure is always, you know, with me because I like it. That's my food. I, when I score goal, I feel so happy. It's good to win the game, you know, as a team. But it feels much better when you go home with a goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and <laughs> like you said, you're, you're a goal scorer. You like to score yeah, goals, and, score and that's, that's, your, uh, that's your job. But you mentioned, you know, where the team kind of fell off in that game yeah. and that lack of concentration. How's training been this week? As, as Johnny Russell put it, you're all looking for a massive bounce back this weekend on the road against Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, having these guys, you know, the injury players back, like person like uh, Johnny Russell, you know, and Polito, you have like Logan coming back, you know, all the guys back, you know, you have Gadi, you know, started training and stuff. So it makes the team, you know, the training, you know, very warming. And then seeing these guys back to play, smiling again, you know, gives you more energy. And then you just feel like, you know, there is other people that have this, you know, pain, but they still want to help the team and stuff. So you that, you know, you feel much better than them, you know, it just gives you that, you know, little energy to just keep working hard and then try and do it, you know, before they get, you know, to their own town, you know, to help the team. So, yeah, getting them back, you know, we're happy, especially the captain, you know, always his presence is big, you know, and we're happy he's back, and then hopefully, you know, he will help us, you know, in the next coming games, and then, yeah. 
when you have all those guys back, I, I start to wonder, there's only one ball, <laughs> and there's all these great attacking players that are all out there. Is it difficult to get everybody uh, involved when you have so many good attacking players available all of a sudden? I I feel like, you know, it's all about energy, you know. Sometimes, you know, you feel those guys, you know, that you're always playing with them. And then when they're there, sometimes you have, like, certain connection. I mean, like, talking about Johnny and uh, Shaloi, Daniel, you can feel the connection, you know, between them always when they're playing. So it's like this energy, you know, that you get, you know, from your teammates sometimes. This guy I always play. Sometimes you don't need to look at him, you know, you know where he is and stuff like that. So give you more confidence and energy. And then, you know, when you're weak, he can cover you up and stuff like that. So... That there is nothing like big big difference but what i'm saying like you know you feel them more you know sometimes in the game yeah we're visiting with willie agata striker for sporting <laughs> kansas city and you mentioned the pressure you mentioned all of the guys coming back and you know nate said there's only one ball there's also only yeah. one number nine <laughs> uh how is your relationship with polito and do you guys you know really push each other when you're out here in training now that he's working a little bit more back oh yeah like i don't get to play with him but you know this guy is a like nice guy you know outside the field he always you know before the game after the game he always come around the locker room and say hey boy you can do it you know just keep on doing this good thing and then the training you can see him you know working hard and then those are the guys you know you look forward you know even when he's injured the rehab rehab he's doing you can see the, you know hard working and stuff in that so you like like me that i'm playing now it gives me more energy you know to just keep working hard and whenever now that he's playing you know you can feel like you know this guy he knows you know that's his place you know like that's the position he's playing so when you watch him more and playing so you get to learn new things and then add to your own thing and then that's it you know like polido is a big boy you know i need <laughs> to tell you that so we learn him from the big boys always, and yeah, always humble, and then, yeah. What do you learn from Polito? What are uh, some things? To be honest, in the box, he's cleaning, you know, he's cleaning. You can see his touches in the box, you know, the confidence is there. Even when he's injured, he come back, but you can see that big confidence on him, you know, and then, yeah, you know, I want to do that, you know, also in the game and stuff like that. So seeing him doing that, I know I'm always strong there, but, you know, Adding more things from him, you know, make you more stronger, you know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you can always get better. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, yeah. You, you said a second ago that certain players have a connection with other players. Yeah. You talked about Daniel and, and uh, Johnny and everything. Are there yeah. any players that, like, right when you got here for you, like, boom, I connect with this guy and I'm not even sure why? Oh, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So these guys that get connected to each other, you know, when I go – play with them they help you together you know and they make you like you know last season how we played we we end the season it was so nice you know everyone was happy we playing soccer you know everything was exciting you know so it helps me a lot you know to see people are you know connected together and then to go through them it's easy because they will help you know help you to get to that you know your top level so he's not playing when we start but still you know I'll try it, but hopefully now, you know, we will come back to where we play, you know, before the season end, and then we're hoping to see new things, you know, happening by God's grace. Yeah. <laughs> Willie, let's talk a little off-season because yeah. you got to go home yeah. and, and see your family and oh, friends yes. back in Nigeria, <laughs> and I know that you didn't want to bring a lot of attention to it, but you yeah. got to bring them all of this Sporting Kansas City gear yeah. and, and give oh, all of those yeah. gifts away. Just uh, <laughs> what was your time like back home, and, and what were some of your, your favorite moments being uh, back with? So talking about taking, like, sporting gear, like, shout-out to sporting. You know, they give me a lot, you know, a lot. Of like, sports. how much is a lot? How wow. much are we talking about? Like, three suitcases of sporting oh. stuff. Like, like, you don't want to believe this, you know. It's crazy, <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, shout out to Sporting, and I always appreciate them. People back home, they said I should say thanks to them, you know, if anyone is listening. So, thanks to Sporting from home. And, you know, it's always warming. For me, I get my energy there, you know. If you ask me to go to vacation somewhere and going home, I prefer to go home always because I get this... When you feel, you know, where you grow up and, you know, all these, you know, things you pass through and the motivation, how you see your boys still playing in the sun, you know, you know, this gives you like, hey, bro, you know, when I come back here, you know, just keep going and you need, the only way you can appreciate it is, you know, you just keep killing it, you know, and then that's it, you know, because you cannot get this whole opportunity and then coming back home, you'll be like, hey, I don't have this because when you're playing there, you don't have nothing. So now you have everything, the tools, whatever you need, good coaches around you people to improve you so why not you know so yeah the only thing to, the only way to say thanks is just to keep working hard you know, and stuff like that so it was good you know seeing family and my boys also back home yeah when you talk about your boys are, are they all wanting to to get to where you are oh. now in your career like are they for real like you have a lot of talents i said it you know a couple of times you know back home but you know the, the opportunities are short like you have like few people you know coming back home you know to see how you know these talented players are but trust me we have a lot of willies back home you know a lot you know a lot of willies yeah, back a lot home. of willies more like better p- players than willie back home they're just waiting for the opportunity you know to grab it you know and yeah so we sometimes hang out with them you know you don't need to like hey i'm a big boy now or, you know i'm playing for a sporting boy now i'm a sporting boy i don't want to so always going back to see these guys they feel more love they feel like they're still, you know, on the track, you know. You know, when good things is happening around you, so you feel like, okay, it's okay. It's too, it will get to my turn someday, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. So I try, you know. <laughs> okay, so party, we're, once again, we're visiting with Willie Agata, who had never been to the United States yeah. before joining Sporting <laughs> Kansas City. And now you're getting to see a lot of different cities, yeah. only for a small period of time because yeah. you're only in for like a day or yeah. so. But you're getting ready to go to Philadelphia. Yeah. Do you know anything about the city of Philadelphia? Uh, to be honest, I only know that one of our staff here have family. That's the only thing I know about <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we'll go, you know, and the most important thing, you know, is just, you know, uh, go for the game. And that's it, you know. And then if there is any other thing, we'll be like extra, you know. Yeah. yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever seen any of the Rocky movies? You know, the boxing movies, Rocky? Yeah, the one with Creed. the Rambo. Uh, yeah, that Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, he played yeah. Rambo as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the boxer Rocky. Have you ever seen those movies? Yeah, I watch. This is this are the movie they play every Sunday on TV station back home. Before right? when I was okay. yeah. So do you remember the scene where he runs up the steps and at the top of the steps of the big building? Yeah, and they raise his hands yeah. up. Yeah. Those are called the Rocky Steps these days. Yeah. It's in front of, I think it's the Philadelphia Library, but there's oh, really? a statue of Rocky right Ooh. there. So you can see that. Oh, good. There's yeah, a lot just of history there. Yeah. The Liberty Bell is there. Wow. It's some of the founding fathers of the United States. Um, and then That's also, big. have you ever had yeah. or heard of yeah. a Philly cheesesteak? No. Uh, I don't know. It's, if like, it's, a, it's like a sandwich. Your, yeah, it's yeah. a sandwich with steak and cheese whiz oh. and peppers and onions. Oh, that sounds good. Maybe Very we should good. try it. Yeah. yeah. Very heavy, though. Maybe not yeah. a good heavy, pre-game meal. So after game. Yeah, after the game. <laughs> after the game. That's, those are my tips for you yeah. about Philadelphia. Ooh, it's a, it's okay. a famous city. So. Okay. You, I will yeah. tell my boys about this. Yeah. Do you have go to the Rocky Steps to take yeah, a picture of and yourself. Snap some pictures and back home. Yeah, I'll tell Jamil or whoever's on the trip to take the guys over there. Oh, yeah. Please tell Jamil that. That would be fun. Trust me. We'll do that. <laughs> do you have a favorite city that you've been to? Uh, I think do maybe when we went to L.A. 
LA. Yeah. What did you like about LA? It was cool, you know. You see people, you know, chilling even in the hotel. We have like a hotel party, you know, people like chilling downstairs, you know, uh-huh. and taking their drink. And then it was like, you know, people just chilling there. Bro. And then I feel like, okay, this city, like, it's nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. LA's a good one. That's one of my favorites, too. Yeah, yeah. there's. Oh. Ooh. Now we got. We, Nate is showing a picture of himself <laughs> at the Rocky statue. Wow. So we're going to need to recreate that with Willie Agata wow. this weekend. So we this, to do that. this was in 2015 when Sporting Kansas City won the U.S. Open Cup Ooh. in Philadelphia. Wow. And we did not know it, but it was apparently very – it made the people in Philadelphia very angry for us yeah. to put the So this statue is from the movie? Yes. Yeah, so that's, oh. that's, that's from, from Sylvester Stallone from Rocky there. Wow. They put the statue there, of course, after the movie was made because he made those steps so yeah. famous. So a lot of people will go – yeah. And just run the steps because uh, that was me and, and former employee Ooh, Molly Dress. sprinting there. Did she, <laughs> did she beat you? Uh, oh, oh, come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know if that's – oh, okay. I was like, I don't know. Molly's pretty athletic. <laughs> Molly was a Division uh, one athlete, but that I, was cool. I, I was up the stairs fast. So there cool. I am with the U.S. Open Cup trophy on the bus Ooh. afterwards. So, Sporting Kansas City has had some success in Philadelphia yeah. in the past, but a very tough place to yeah. play, right? They were the top team in the East last yeah. year. So, going to be a challenging game, right, this yeah. weekend? For real, I like there is no any easy game, you know, for us. So we know it's gonna be like hard for us for every game, especially on this moment we are right now. So, but we need to, you know, pick everything, everything up, and then just go for the game, and then be us like always, and then yeah, that's it. <laughs> how do you uh, how do you feel the team has taken? Um, what what is the response that you've seen from what happened last weekend? Just this week. Because um, I know that that was a tough game for all of you. Oh, yeah. Like, you can see, like, we, we all learn, you know, the lesson we learned from the last week. You know, you can see the boys, you know, everyone is just trying, you know, to improve in the training. And from the training, you can feel that, okay, we know, like, you know, it's not a good game for us last week. And then we just need to step things up. And everyone was working, you know, in the practice the whole week. So I believe, you know, we all learn our, you know, mistakes. And then we need to, like, because we always learn from our mistake, you know. So we need to like keep going from here and then never to let that happen again. Yeah. So Willie, <laughs> let's talk a little bit of uh, Kansas City because you yeah. came in last year in the summer yeah. and immediately get thrown into the season, and then the season's over, and then you get a chance to go back go home. home. But now you start 2023 yeah. with the same team back in Kansas City. Yeah. You said you like to go walk around the plaza. What else do you like to do in KC? Uh, to be honest, that's the favorite thing I always do. Like whenever I feel like okay, after training, like, take a nap a little bit, or sometimes just walk around like around the plaza area. And go back home, you know, and wait yeah. for tomorrow, you know. <laughs> wait for tomorrow, another wait training for tomorrow session. Again, Do you have yeah. any favorite shops that you like to pop into? Ah, not really, but window uh, shopping. The, just the whole, the whole food. Sometimes just go and get whole my foods? yeah, my watermelon, and then come ah, back home. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> I love it. Hey, that sounds so like a great whole, day. Whole yeah. foods and chill. Yeah. Whole foods and chill. <laughs> are you watching TV shows when you go back home, or playing video games? Yeah, or? sometimes Netflix. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I play alone by myself the video game. I play FIFA though, but okay. by myself. Now, do you who play? are you when you play yeah. FIFA? Uh, I play with Sporting sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? We always have to ask, what do you think of your rating? Do they, do they have you accurately rated? Uh, to be honest, I'm so excited to just be on the game. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want to think about how does they raise me. Even if it's like, I don't know, two or three, I don't yeah. care. But yeah. everyone back home was like, bro. You're on FIFA, You're man. You're there now. So, to be honest, I'm so yeah. honored. And I wish, you know, I just keep staying there and keep walking and 
what at the end of the day you know we'll get there don't worry about the rating but yeah. the, the primary thing is like we there so yeah it's gonna be fine <laughs> so i'm actually i've talked to some athletes in other sports yeah. <laughs> who say that now the video games have gotten so accurate that yeah. they actually feel like they learn yeah about the game while playing the video game yeah is, do you learn anything about the the game? Do you see spaces in the field or yeah. anything like that by playing, or is it just completely separate from playing the game out here? Uh, no, it's different. For me, it's different because maybe because I play by myself. So yeah. when some sometimes I'm playing with my brothers back home, so so because you know the the internet connection back home is like poor, so yeah. you don't get to play your boys back home. So yeah. uh, for me, it's just like you know different because you can go around players easy solo you, if you're good with the you, yeah. your analog and stuff yeah. you go you score by yourself who's gonna let you score by yourself <laughs> yeah. in the real game you know yeah. so i feel like it's much different but yeah gotcha. <laughs> so i'm curious then for you yeah. the moment that you like did you play a lot of fifa back home uh or not not really you said my, the internet my connection. younger brother yeah okay yeah. so then you come to america you you know you get in the game yeah. with sporting kansas yeah. City. like when or like when you see yourself in the game for the very first time what was that moment like and, and trust me i would like really because i was like wow it's crazy like i started you know thinking back back in the days you know when like you see big boys you know in the fifa like okay maybe one day maybe maybe i don't know like so it takes me back, you know, then, you know, when I always, you know, used to be like, admire these players, I'm like, wow, I love these guys, you know, get this top level, and then they're now on FIFA, so it's just a blessing, you know, my moving to KC is just a blessing, not just soccer and stuff, but a lot of good things, you know, have been happening to me, you know, and I'm happy, you know, to be here, trust me. That's great, and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, I something I, I want to go back to that you yeah. mentioned earlier was, yeah. You know how how few opportunities back home there are yeah. for players to come out, yeah. and, and I know that you had mentioned to us like you feel lucky in ways yeah. that it worked out Always, for you. Yeah. How, can you remind me again of like what what was the the day like that you got identified to make that initial move out of Nigeria? Like to Israel, that's what you mean, right? Yes. Uh, so like the whole story is like I don't want to go nowhere. Like I used to play for like a team. It's called Mighty Jet before. So it's just like, you know, those things, like, maybe I just need one step ahead because we play in the second league at that time, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like a small team, but we play in the second league. We're not that big, big. But at, at that time, you just want this one step more, and then you're going to be in the Premier League, and this is what every kid want at that time, you know. So me, this jump for me is like, oh, my God, you know. And it only takes me two months, you know, when the guy comes, you know, one of my friends, Haruna, that I always said, you know, he's working with Sergio, he's the agent that work with him. Like, bro, I'm not going with you. Like, come, what are you going to do at home? You always go for a weekend. I'm like, bro, I have some salary this week. It's okay. I'll go chill, you know, with family. I'm like, come on, bro, just come. And where was he trying to take you to? He's trying to take me to the federal capital. It's called Abuja, you know. Okay. Yeah, so they're going for a scouting program because when the... The, the scouters come, the white guys come, they always stay in the capital because the other side is a little bit dangerous, so they try to stay away. They have, like, big security, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, come over. So i like, okay, let me just go. And then I went there, I play. I, you know when you know, like, because I went to so many screens and nothing happened. So I was just like, bro, it's just one of the screens. So I was like doing my thing, you know. After I have my salary, you know, not like three days ago. So I was just chilling. And then this guy said, this boy. Me? Say, yeah, me. I even went home, you know. I traveled back to Jersey. It's like three hours, four hours for, away from the Abuja, you know. So they call me in the night. Hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
no me he said yeah you they need like 15 minutes of your video because they need to take it to the team that they think they will want you like bro and you're like what for real <laughs> it's like yeah like okay the next morning i need to like take another box you know back to the federal capital again and then at that time i wanted to go home again you know yeah but still I like let me just go i think it's like uh, it started to sound good right now you know so i go there i meet the guy he shake me this time around like hey willie what's why did you leave like because the other boys are staying they're sleeping there they're like four four days program you know so they go they play every day they go back to the camp and because they book like a hotel for them you know uh-huh. and then they have to apply like zoom you know i like go home you know <laughs> i'm not staying there i stay for like how many years you know and there's a nothing and nothing happened right? yeah like i play i go i just come for my friend not for me you know because i just don't want to disappoint him so it's like bro Good things happen when why you did you why it? did you go like bro i'm sorry <laughs> you know anyway i'm sorry you're like yeah uh, i think you're strong because that's the only word that i keep hearing from you is my like I think you're strong, you're fast. I think you're strong, you're fast. So I think you can do this small touch and then on you, like, you're going to be a big boy. Like, okay, thank you. Uh, what's your name? He meet me. He give me some money. He said, do you have transfer back? I said, no, I don't have nothing. He give me some money. I was so excited, you know. So going home, I told my parents, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I hope it happens because, you know, Africa, they tell me big story tomorrow or nothing. So after the guy keep in touch, he always like tell this uh, Sergio guy, like the agent that take the boys always, uh, how is Willie doing? Uh, have something for him, like send him some money, tell him to chill, let him not sign anything with anyone, you know? Yeah, so, and then after two months, the visa, you know, straight wow. to Israel, you know, start playing the youth team and then things happen that we went to Maccabi Tel Aviv, go back to Apoel Jerusalem for like two years and then start playing the Premier Hapoel Haifa and then, yeah, I win the Champions League on the 19th after like first year, you know, it was like, oh my Crazy. God, you know, what is happening here, you know. So yeah, it's good, you know. Johnny's like quite, you know, sweet to hear always, you know, I always appreciate the process, you know, and always appreciate God and it's all about, you know, opportunity and grace from God because it's never about, you know, the talent or something. It's about grace you know because i told you we have a lot of wheelies you know back home trust me <laughs> we're just waiting for this opportunity yeah there's only one willie <laughs> there's <laughs> only yeah don't sell yourself short willie. Yeah, there's only trust one willie we got have it. a lot of talent back home trust me we're hey, just waiting for opportunity it's not all about the talent like yeah. you said though <laughs> there's a lot of things that go into you it need and hey grace from god yeah, yeah you need god to just like hey pick this boy <laughs> hey good things happen when you least expect it and you would put yeah. in all of that work yeah. to uh Thank to god. make that opportunity happen I'm so, so i'm so grateful for all the process trust me. Well, yeah. we're glad that it brought you here to Sporting yeah, Kansas City, and uh, you know, best of luck this weekend <laughs> yeah. on the road against Philadelphia. Yeah. And I know you got big goals yeah. for yourself Amen. and the team this Amen. year. So, uh, Amen. <laughs> uh, looking forward to, to watching that bounce yeah, back happen. Right, right, uh, right. Willie, thank you for the time. Oh, thank you so much. And for uh, me. we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will preview this game against the Philadelphia Union this weekend, Saturday night, 6:30 p.m. Central on ESPN Kansas City. We'll be back after this. We're back to wrap things up on this week's Sporting Kansas City show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Always a great time talking with our good friend Willie Agata. Just, uh, just a happy guy, a thankful guy. He uh, he really lives a very grateful life. So uh, good to chat with him and hear a little bit more about his story. I, I'm hoping Nate that he he takes you up on that and go, goes and takes the. Uh, the rocky photo the rocky steps i mean you know you, you got to do some stuff if you're going to get the chance through this job to travel i know they don't they don't get much time to themselves uh whenever they 
um, when they whenever they travel. But a lot of times the team will go for a little walk. I'm not sure how close the hotel will be to the Rocky Steps, but in the past they've stayed in close to downtown area. Um, you know, see some sights, be able to say that, hey, I was there, and it's pretty cool to see the statue. And, you know, it's so I didn't realize that they showed the movie Rocky all the time on TV back then. I know. Year, <laughs> apparently they do. So a famous place to go see. And, uh, you know, and then you'll get to see beautiful Chester, Pennsylvania, right by the prison where the, uh, where the Philadelphia Union play. Oh, yeah. Just uh... right over the bridge. Lovely sight in the Union, 2-0-3 oh, on the season. Already uh, off to a start, I think, that not as many people expected from them. This was a team that a lot of people, you know, with how they played last year, they only conceded 26 goals, had, I think, just five regular season losses. Of course, only saw their season end uh, in the final against the eventual MLS Cup winners in LAFC. Missed out just barely on the supporter shield and had, you know, just about a, a good of a season as, as anybody and were one of the hottest teams uh, in Major League Soccer. Nate, I remember you calling a game uh, for Fox, I believe, last year with the Union, kind of right in the middle of uh, maybe one of their just absolute beatdown streaks on teams that they were, were writing. But, uh, not what we've seen, which is unusual considering that they returned all of their starters and a few of the key rotational players as well. Um, you know, I, I think everybody, even in Philadelphia, because I had a chance to talk with somebody who covers the team up there, Marissa Pilla, who does um, host a lot of their, you know, content that they create and was just saying, you know, we're all trying to figure out defensively, you know, what, what's been the issue. Gave up two goals in the first 10 minutes against Orlando City. Uh, that led to that 2-1 loss at home that snapped the streak this past weekend uh, and in transition they've they've kind of gotten hurt Andre Blake their uh, their starting keeper from last year has been out um, but you know when you look at this team is there anything that stands out to you as to what could be the cause for uh, this downturn this season but hey as we know just because you return the same players Peter Vermee says it all the time it's a new it's a new year every year it's a new team every year even if you've got a lot of the same pieces well, I think there's you, – you touched on one of them. Andre Blake's missed the last three games. Uh, they've lost two games in a row. I'm not going to put that all on the fact that uh, that they're missing their goalkeeper. At the same time, three-time MLS goalkeeper of the year, he's incredible. The confidence mm-hmm. that he must give the entire team being back there, I don't think that uh, you should take that for granted. Of course, they're saying that he's on schedule to come back this weekend and play, so that's not good news for Sporting Kansas City. I think the other thing is – They've got Champions League. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had to play, uh, you know, two, they've already had two games in the Champions League against Alianza. Um, they won that second leg when they came back home. But they have to manage multiple competitions at the same time. We've seen that as well. It, 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 it causes you to have to rotate players. It causes you to have to make decisions that you maybe don't want to make at the beginning of the season when you're not necessarily in your best form. And I also just think that it's not uncommon for there to be a little bit of a hangover sometimes, especially when you lose a heartbreaking, devastating game at the end of uh, the MLS Cup run last year when the whole thing was about finally getting that trophy. And um, who knows if that took a toll on this team or if it's hard to bounce back at all. But I don't think they're going to stay down for long because, like you said, there's too much talent on this team they have a system. They know how they want to play. Um, they make things difficult for their opponents almost all of the time. They get Andre Blake back. So I don't think you look at a team here and go, oh, 
this Philadelphia Union team's ripe for the picking. I think they're a dangerous team. But at the same time, I guess if you're sporting Kansas City, maybe they're so, you know, you're struggling for confidence a little bit. Well, maybe so are they. Mm-hmm. So uh, not an unwinnable game when you go out to Philadelphia, considering the where they're playing right now. Philadelphia will have not a game – a CCL match leading up to this game, but we'll have one the following Wednesday mm-hmm. against Atlas, uh, like one of that quarterfinal. So yeah, do they want to rotate the roster in, in advance of that. And Who I knows? think that, you know, that is the big question is what does this uh, Philadelphia team look like? And that, you know, is also a question that we've got right now is Sporting Kansas City. As we mentioned earlier in the show, a lot of injuries right now for Sporting KC, particularly at left back. Peter Vermees alluded uh to us, you know, on Thursday speaking um, that Johnny Russell will probably have to go 60 minutes. You know, they try to get him in for 30 minutes, but of course that was against, um, you know, that was down a man uh, for about 28 of those minutes to close out the game. So, you know, he's been in full training. I've had conversations with him. He's feeling good. So I think it's likely that we'll see Johnny Russell in the lineup playing a lot, a lot more minutes in this game. Uh, the question now is what does the defense look like? You know, who's who slots out at, at left back? What's the center back pairing look like? Um, all questions going into this game. But, you know, when you look at at the key for Sporting Kansas City, Nate, I think, it, and maybe this is just kind of not as much even on the field, is just I think you just got to go out and, and have the right mentality in this game. It, it doesn't always come down to that, but, I mean, Sporting Kansas City, they've created a ton of chances this season. They're second in shots on goal and shots in all of Major League Soccer. Um, and outside of a defensive breakdown on a few different occasions, maybe outside of that first goal that Seattle scored, you know, they were pretty solid defensively up until this last loss. So, you know, it feels like some of the pieces have been there and whether it boils down to luck or just not taking your chances well enough, it just seems like, you know, it, they're closer to the record that they want than they are further away from it. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, they got to make themselves difficult to beat. You know, yeah. I think that's part of what I'd like to see from Sporting Kansas City in this game. And I think that might be another reason, not to drag it back up again, but, you know, the comments about must win and not win. Like, I think that Sporting need to make themselves tough to beat in this game against Philadelphia first and foremost. Then, if they can do that, see their moments to go win the game. You know, pick the moments in which it's the time to go and it's time to see if you can get some of those attacking movements that will break down a defense. Uh, some of those guys that are coming back might be available late in the game mm-hmm. to come in and change the game. That's something that Sporting Kansas City hasn't had for quite some time. I'm anticipating a really dynamic bench <laughs> for Sporting Kansas City in this game uh, coming up. And, and, and maybe if Johnny Russell starts, then, then that's one less weapon off the bench. But if you've got guys like Polito and Russell on the bench, you've got some guys that can really change a game if they come in. Um, but you can't put yourself in a position like last time where you come in and there's no room for error because you're down two to one and then you give yourself a red card. Um, they've got to just make themselves a little bit more difficult to beat. And until you get things sorted out on that back line, I just wonder if you don't have to make sure that you protect that back line a little bit. Don't mm-hmm. ask them to do things that put them out on an island, that put them out having to defend in space against great pace. This is not a Philadelphia team. They're not a team that's known to knock the ball around and try to pull you apart with possession. Honestly, that's what Philadelphia has been. We're really hard to beat. 
then they yeah. started scoring a bunch of goals last year, too, on top of that, which is what took them to a different level. But that's what I'd like to see for Sporting Kansas City. You know, let's start off with we're not going to be an easy team to beat here today. You know, we're going to be tough. We're going to be resolute. We're going to be organized. And then we'll take our chances when we get them going forward. And I think if Sporting can pull that off, I, I think I fancy their chances to go get a result. And then maybe we can start talking, like you're saying, of them not being as far off as we as we think they yeah. should be. You know, and I don't want to I don't want to disagree with you at all because no, I, I but think I there's signs there, but you got to you know. You I, I think it's more so out. just looking at like you know it, if one of those 32 shots goes in the goal against the LA Galaxy or you yeah. don't give up that yeah. six minute goal against Portland. I think it's just more of yeah. even in those games that you know either ended in a loss or a draw. And again, I'm. I'm excluding this last weekend because that, you know, I, I think that game there were more errors that just piled up that they couldn't have climbed out of that hole, uh, particularly when the red card happened. Um, and even the Dallas game. I mean, that, that's a really good Dallas team that you're playing against. But And maybe it's the kick in the butt you need to kind of yeah. pick things up a little bit because maybe before that it was a little easier to say, hey, we're not that far off, we're not that far off. And this one, this one gives you that, you know, that wake-up call. So and if there's speak. one thing the team remembers and have – touched on a number of times this week in particular it's that they don't want what happened last year to happen again this year and that was a string of of poor results and not having the the record uh in in the positive win column at a at a point last year that then put them in a hole that they just simply couldn't get out of so uh we will see what happens Saturday yeah. night, 6.30 p.m., Sporting Kansas City against the Philadelphia Union. Also want to say happy uh, home opener to the Kansas City Current. They will play the Portland Thorns in a rematch of the NWSL final from 2022. Of course, came up short in that game. Now a chance uh, to maybe uh, get some revenge back against the Thorns. 11.40 a.m. on Saturday morning at Children's Mercy Glowing Park. Dragons will be there. Glowing Dragons will be there. Had so much fun, by the way, going uh, out to their yeah. training this past week to uh, celebrate the conclusion of Women's History Month. So, uh, Shout out Coach Nate for having me out there. And a shout out to all of you tuning in and listening this week. We will uh, see you back at CMP for Sporting KC April 8th as they take on Colorado. But this weekend, be sure to tune in on MLS Season Pass on the Apple TV app as they will take on Philadelphia Union. And you can listen to that game on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Myself and Jacob Peterson on the call for Nate Bucati and Willie Agata. I'm Allie Trust Martin saying see you next time on the Sporting Kansas City Show.